Welcome to the Marketing That Leads podcast. I'm your host, Anita, a travel obsessed writer who loves all things online business. I'm in a mission to help coaches, course creators, and service providers create and grow businesses that lead to more income, impact, and freedom. I believe using evergreen and automated strategies such as blog, SEO, and Pinterest marketing is how you can become visible 24-7 with ease. In fact, I bring seven-figure traffic to my website on autopilot and I'll show you how you can do the same. I'll teach you how to master marketing that leads to more free time, more traffic, more visibility, and ultimately more sales. Alrighty, let's get into it. Welcome back to the Marketing That Leads podcast and today we're going to be talking about Pinterest and what is working right now. So as I'm recording this, it is the end of April 2023 and I'm going to be going through four different things that I have noticed from pinning on my own account but also with feedback from students who are inside of my Passive Profit with Pinterest course and actually delving into what seems to be working really well on Pinterest. Now one of the most important things when it comes to Pinterest marketing and using the platform as a marketing tool for your business is making sure that you're keeping up to date with the latest strategies and the latest things that are going on with the platform. Because you know with any type of platform there is always going to be minor adjustments or changes that are made and so it's just really important that you keep on top of it and keep learning about any new strategies or content formats and things like that that come out on the platform which is exactly one of the reasons why I created my signature Pinterest course Passive Profit with Pinterest because it allows my students to keep up with the latest marketing strategies no matter how long ago they joined the course they're always going to get the most up-to-date marketing strategies that there is. Okay, so without further ado, let's get on to the first thing that is working really well on Pinterest right now, and that is idea pins. Now, if you have no idea what idea pins are, I actually did a whole episode on idea pins and gave you some ideas on how you can create them, so definitely go and listen to that previous episode. That was actually episode 10, so you can go back and listen to that one and that will be a really great kind of introduction into what idea pins are. Okay so I have a few different things that I want to dive into deeper when it comes to what's working with idea pins. So idea pins they are the kind of newest content format that are on Pinterest. They came out in 2020 I believe and they really took the platform by storm. People were kind of mixed feelings about them because at that stage you couldn't add a link. However, as I'm recording this, everyone should be getting links. Most of my students inside of my course have links. I do not have links yet. However, I have noticed that if you publish an idea pin on your phone and then you go to the desktop, you can actually edit the idea pin and add a link from your desktop. So if you don't have idea pin links like me, go and do that. That's a really great way to add a link to your idea pin right now. So I think with idea pins and why they are working so great on the platform is because it is quite similar to social media platforms like Instagram, TikTok, and there are a lot of kind of short form videos on Pinterest that have been published as idea pins. Now, obviously people still love the classic Pinterest format, the static pin or standard 
pin. With my content, I find that most of my results are still from my standard pins. But idea pins are giving a kind of a refreshing way to create content, but also a refreshing way to educate my audience. So it's allowing me to show up in front of people and give even more value instead of just one piece of content that looks like a static pin. Instead I can do a sort of carousel thing or I can maybe repurpose a short form video that I've created and then put like a call to action slide and even an introduction slide. So it's allowing you to educate your audience further and if you are an educator, if you are a business owner, you should be you know sharing value with your audience and this is a fantastic way to do that. So idea pins are fantastic if you haven't started creating them yet start creating them get comfortable with them and build that skill of creating and publishing them so we know that idea pins are working well and Pinterest is pushing them a lot and the great thing about them is that it's not like when you post a story or an Instagram carousel right because when you do that on Instagram or any social media platform you see that spike of traffic at the start and then it kind of dies down after a couple of hours idea pins actually circulate for a long time sometimes years and it's funny because some of my best idea pins have been my earlier ones that are still circulating now so I really recommend you know putting idea pins out there testing them seeing what is doing really well I have found with idea pins some of my best performing ones is when I am simply taking a snippet of a piece of content that I already have so for example a couple of my most popular ones actually came from a blog post that I published and was actually on the different Greek dishes that you should try when you visit Greece and all I did was created a cover so I found a pretty photo I added the cover the title so it was like I don't know I can't remember the number but it was like 10 best Greek dishes you need to try right and then on each slide I actually just put the dish and I do like, let's say five dishes. And then the call to action is go to my blog post and check out the other five dishes that you need to try when you visit Greece. So I'm giving people that kind of call to action, that next step for people to take. And then the last kind of thing that's working within idea pins is education, is value content, right? I mean, a lot of people are going to Pinterest. They are wanting to start a new project. They're wanting to learn something. They're wanting to solve their problem. They already know what they want to know because they're searching it in the search bar. So you have the opportunity to show up as a solution for them. And idea pins that are educational usually do really well. If you're creating entertainment idea pins, I have found just from my own testing and my own account that they don't do as well. So I always try and lean into education pieces. Okay, so we know that idea pins are working on Pinterest right now, okay? And personally, my strategy right now is idea pins and static pins. I mostly post um, static pins. I actually don't do video pins anymore because I found that they weren't really working on my account. I have talked about this before in previous podcast episodes. But for now, my two formats that I'm creating on Pinterest, static pins, and then I'm sprinkling in some idea pins with that as well and that seems to be working really well. Okay so the second thing that's working well 
is low competition keywords. So if you have no idea about Pinterest SEO, go and listen to episode five about my six best Pinterest SEO tips that delves into what is SEO and how to actually do it on Pinterest. But what I'm finding when I'm looking at the pieces of content that are circulating on the platform, I might have used some high keywords. And what I mean by high keywords is keywords that are searched for a lot. And this could be between 100,000 to 5 million times per month. And the way that I find this out is actually through my tool, the Pinterest Keyword Vault. We have over 7,000 Pinterest keywords covering hundreds of niches and industries. And with every keyword, you get an estimated volume per month. So it actually tells you how many times per month, roughly, that this keyword is typed into Pinterest search bar. If you want to go grab that tool, I'll leave it in the link in the description. But when I am looking at the content that is doing well, I'm finding that a lot of the keywords that I am using are actually searched for probably under, I'm going to say 10,000 times per month, maybe just that 100,000 times per month mark, but mostly it's the low ones. So even like under 1,000 times per month or 10,000 times per month, I'm finding that those keywords are actually doing really well. And in makes sense, right? As Pinterest grows as a platform, it's getting more and more competitive because there's more and more content being published. And so it's like with Google, with Google SEO, right? I always try and look for low competition keywords and that's what I recommend for my clients as well. And we are finding that as Pinterest is expanding, we are wanting to use those lower competition keywords more than we use those high competition keywords. Now, I'm not saying don't use those really general keywords that are searched for a million times per month. I would still use them within your descriptions and things like that. But when it comes to maybe your main keywords, or just try and use more lower competition, right? And again, you can go and get the Pinterest Keyword Vault and find keywords that are searched for under that 10,000 times per month mark. And I'm sure that will really help your content to be seen. Okay, the third thing that is working on Pinterest, and to be honest, this is like the number one thing that everyone needs to be doing on Pinterest anyway. It's not just working now. Actually, this is like the number one strategy for Pinterest, consistency. I know it's not sexy, but it is the truth. If you are not consistently posting on Pinterest, you will not see results. It's as simple as that. With Pinterest, you don't want to be posting a few pins per week and then you completely drop off for a month and then you say, why am I not seeing results on Pinterest? It's because you have not consistently been putting out content. You need to build that consistency and build that content. And this is honestly one of the biggest mistakes that I see business owners make when it comes to Pinterest is that they try it out for let's say two months, they post, 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 they drop off and then they come back a month later and then they're like, hey, I'm not seeing results with my Pinterest. And I'm like, hey, have you been posting? They're like, no, not for the last month, but kind of gave up, you know. 
No, you need to hop back on the horse and you need to build that consistency from scratch. The thing is, is that when you stop being consistent, it's like starting all over again. So I really recommend building a routine and systems and a really good workflow so that you can stay consistent because that is what is working on Pinterest right now and honestly forever. (laughs) So if you're not consistent, don't expect to see results and don't come to me saying you haven't seen results if you have not been consistent (laughs) gonna be real with you okay swiftly moving on to the last one this is actually a reflection on my own results and something that I have been noticing in the past year is content that is doing really well has numbers in it Now, this doesn't really surprise me because as a blogger, I know that people love listicles. And if you don't know what a listicle is, it's a list blog post. So for example, let's say that I was creating a blog post on the 10 best Pinterest SEO tips. That is a listicle. I have 10 different points. I'm bullet pointing and I am explaining each point as I go. That is a listicle. And it's no surprise to me because I have known that listicles do really well in the blogging space and of course that is going to transfer into other marketing platforms out there as well so when I was looking at my 2022 results from the entire year I saw that I think it was something crazy like 18 out of my 20 top pins actually all had numbers in them And I'm even noticing now as I look back on Q1 that most of my top content, my top trending content all has numbers in the pieces of content, which is really interesting. People love to see numbers. And so I would urge you to test it out for your own content as well. Is there a way that you can incorporate numbers within your content? Now, if you're a listicle hater, don't come at me, okay? I know that there's some people who absolutely despise listicles, but I don't care. Honestly, they work. And I create a lot of listicles for my blog and it has helped me grow immensely. And also as a reader and as a Pinterest user, I find myself actually gravitating towards listicles, towards pieces of content that have numbers in them, which is really interesting. So I also want you to ask yourself, when I look at Pinterest content or when I look at blog posts, am I more drawn to the ones that show up and have a number in them or not. For me, I'm always drawn to numbers and that is really reflected in my results as well. Okay, so those are four things that I have noticed that have been working really well on Pinterest lately. So that is idea pins, that is low competition keywords, that is consistency and creating content that has numbers in them. So let me know if any of those surprised you or if you're already doing some of them, or if you're not, maybe you could spend the next month or two testing some of these out and seeing how your results grow or if they dip. Let me know. I would be super interested to know your results after implementing you know, one of these or two of these within your strategy for the next month or two. If you love this episode, I would love for you to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps me get this podcast out there and to more 
listeners. And also if you've never hopped on Pinterest before, I'm going to leave a link below to my Pinterest roadmap that actually shows you the six steps to getting on Pinterest today. So if you have no idea about Pinterest, if you have not created an account and not started at all, then don't worry, go and download the roadmap and it will show you exactly what to do right now. All right, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll speak to you in the next one.